Jeff Wilson started covering the Texas Rangers in 2008, though he'll never forget 2021. Out on his own, he decided it was time to do a podcast, but his wheels were spinning until a nerd came along. There's no going back now. Welcome to the Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast. Here's your host, Jeff Wilson, and the recliner nerd himself, John Moore. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast. This is episode number 40. Today, Jonathan Ornelas. Jonathan Ornelas is in the double-A with an infielder with the Rangers, part of that 2018 draft class. That's right. He is tearing it up. Oh, my gosh. He is tearing it up. We're going to get to him in a little bit. Got to talk about the big league. Where is where is double-A? Are they in Arkansas? They're in Arkansas, yeah. Okay, They're... so he'll join us soon in just a second. Yep. Got to talk the big league team. A few things have happened since the last time we were on here. Yeah, There's been some yeah. roster moves. Talk right, about man. that. Yeah, well, uh, right behind me, Sam Huff is now at triple-A. Um the, the Rangers felt like he wasn't going to get enough at bats with Mitch Garver, who's back. Right. Uh, you know, DHing, there's not enough room to, you know, finagle at bats for, for Huff. So they brought up Mabris Veloria, right. uh, who is not a prospect. He's a, you know, handy guy that you need to have around and um, a true backup. They, yeah. He, they, they aren't concerned about his, his development like they are Huff. So right. um, Huff is down. Josh Smith came off the injured list. Uh, so he and Duran are now both on the roster. And then uh, if you watch the game Wednesday, you saw Smith in left field. In left field, yep. Make a, a really couple of, well, definitely one very nice catch on a Kyle Schorber fly ball. He had to run a long way. And then uh, also you saw him make a mad dash around the bases. You know, this this guy <laughs> this guy can do a lot. He scored a on lot a of single. Things. He scored on a single. He was running on the play. but uh, And it really wasn't even close. They threw home, but he was, he was hey. safe easily. So... Yeah, roster moves. Part of that goes to Beasley too. That was that yeah, was smart. Yeah, he saw yeah. that. He saw that he sure. was backhanding it and did that. Uh, Glenn Otto is going to be back uh, in, the, in the national series. So um, everyone's getting healthy. There's going to be another roster move to to accommodate Otto. Taylor Hearn is out of the rotation. Uh, yeah, not, not not a permanent uh, demotion. It sounds like he has an opportunity to to win the spot back. But for the next few cycles, it sounds like he will be coming out uh, coming out of the bullpen two Come- or three, two or three inning stints. Uh, you and I love Taylor to death. He's one of the friendliest sure. guys on he's that been, team. Been on the been on the show here. Yep, he has. But in all honesty, he's he's right now. It's he's struggling. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. just reality. Um, sure, he's still got the strikeouts. They're there. He can miss a bat, but you know what? When you fall behind and things happen like that, you, you know when you have to come over the plate. I don't care how hard you throw or what you do if it's not moving or whatever. So, yeah. um, but you know Garver being back, we talked to Woody about Garver. That's a decision they've got to make a decision here with the next couple of weeks. If they want him healthy to start next year, he might yeah. have to have a surgery. Yeah. Um, the Huff thing w- was understandable because let's be honest, you need a uh, Heim has deserved to be the starting catcher. Starting catcher means he's going to start all week except for a couple of games, sure. which you're going to yeah. you know to spell him a little bit. And and you you know you were trying to split time with Huff. You could move him to first base a little bit if you needed to, or DH. With Garver back getting the DH at bats, uh, it, it was understandable. Huff needs to hit every day. Well, and Lowe and Low was hitting well, and Lowe yes, yes. Low also hits left-handers better than right-handers. So yeah, that kind of takes away a platoon thing for, for Huff. So um, yeah, I mean it, it makes sense. The move makes sense. It, re- it really does because they value Sam Huff they long do. term. If he you know if Sam Huff realizes his potential if he hits his ceiling he is an all-star catcher yep he's a guy who's going to hit 30 to 40 home runs and, and be a good defensive catcher those don't grow on trees every day so you know garver's got one more year of club control left beyond this season so you you could be looking at a heim huff catching duo for a long time sure after after next season yeah and and honestly just like you said if they felt that he had played it out uh he's the top he's going to be he's not going to develop he might still be sitting here not getting at bats, just yeah. being the backup catcher like like uh, Mason will be now that he's here. Um, but no, they want him getting everyday bees. That's what they want. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you know, on on the Garver situation with his injury, he's, he still he hasn't thrown since like May fifth, right? So whenever they were in New York, um, there's no indication that he is going to throw anytime soon. I think you know the Rangers want to give it a chance to see if they're going to be in contention. Um, you know they're two games under 500 as as we sit here today. They're off on this Thursday. Three games coming against the Nationals, who are no good. So right, you know they have a chance to get to 500 this weekend. But um, to get into contention, you know what's that going to look like? Yeah, you know, the with the, the wild card. You know it looks like it's going to be American League East teams, and 
maybe if the White Sox get rolling, maybe then the or the you know, the Indians have been really really good. Yeah, so so, maybe yeah. a team from the Central goes. It looks like you know with the, the Angels crash and burning to earth here. Uh, I I think that that you know it would be a, a stretch for the Rangers to make the position card, themselves yeah. as a wild card team, and then you know and they're not going to catch the Astros. And then what are you? You know, right. do, do you want to hurt the future, the season you think is going to be really good next year right. for a chance at a, a very unfavorable matchup in the wild card series? So I don't know. I don't know. You know, you, you get into the tournament and you never know what can happen. Look at look at the College World Series. You know, Ole Miss barely got in and now they're in the they're they're still running. So Oklahoma uh, did the same thing. Yes. Kind of came at the end <laughs> so, there and won the Big Twelve. Anyway. That's, no, that, that, that is a decision though, because the the surgery to re, re, repair a flexor tendon takes you know six eight months recovery. So, right. you know, if you want them ready for opening day, which presumably will be let's say April first, you you don't want to wait much past September. I think they're trying to play to see where they go if they get on some kind of stretch to go. Look, the Rangers aren't just going to fold the tent if they actually yeah. do get in sort of contention and see that this thing's going. They have said that <laughs> they they feel like they could contend and be in there, but they're not going to be stupid with it. Any moves they made, you and I have talked about it last week and this week again. It's probably going to be a long term thing. Um, they, they're not going to be trading for a rental player at all. That's right. not that's just right. not going to happen. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to watch what they do the next couple of weeks. They do have a good chance this weekend to get going. Yeah. Um, and then I think the next week they go to KC Monday and they're there for three days. Three, and then we then get an they go to the break. Mets. Then they go to uh, Baltimore and then they come home and um, get the A's and Mariners. So I mean, it's it's, it's a pretty friendly schedule to to get to the All Star break and. You know, you, you you never know what will happen. Um, one thing that is is helping is is John Gray back here, our one our one of our guests here, just about a month ago. Uh, right, pitching well. The the Rangers have a, a pretty legitimate one two punch at the top of the rotation that they can feel good about. Right, with, with Perez pitching the way he's pitching, Gray felt like he took a step back yesterday. I don't know. I mean, he you know he gave up two runs in five and two third innings. He wasn't he wasn't too thrilled with his. Location on some of his pitches, but he still did pretty good. And and against a team that has seen him a lot, you know, I mean, sure, he, you know, he his entire career in the National League, and Bryce Harper's been in the National League his entire career. Yeah, uh, same, you know, Nick Castellanos has, has been in the National League the last couple of years, so they've seen John Gray. Yeah, and uh, uh, he did a pretty good job. I thought. I, I thought he was a little hard on himself after after the after the start. Let me say something about the young kids. So the part of the reason the Rangers didn't sign more starting pitching during the offseason, which they said they weren't going to do, they really expected the back end of this rotation to kind of play itself out because the top pitching talent they had is at the top levels of yeah. the minor league. It's just nobody's really stepped up yet. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, one guy's moving. We're going to talk about him in the minor yeah. league segment. He's moving and getting close, but nobody win lighter. Uh, you got Bradford uh, down in Double A that was somebody some people thought too. Uh, Lats that was in Triple A who who mm. has had some some good. Alexi, yeah, Alexi struggled. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, the, the the guy who could take Taylor Hearn's spot is Spencer Howard. Sure, and um, who's had a decent outing, couple. Yeah, his last start five innings, nine strikeouts, no walks, scoreless innings. Um, he's allowed runs in two of his last twenty innings. Now one one of the innings he gave up six, but right. If if he in his next start at Round Rock this week can replicate what he's done i would expect that he would be uh starting in, in taylor Hearn's spot the next time it comes up so it looks like a fun one guys look they're, they're, they the rangers are hanging around that's good they are obviously playing better than they did last year yeah uh so this is this is a fun one to watch guys get down there hit that subscribe button at the bottom of the screen we need you to subscribe to this thing yeah wherever it is down here somewhere hit that hit that subscribe join rangers today Got that? Five dollars oh, yeah, hey, a month. Yeah, and you know um, we're recording this today on the twenty third of June. Uh, the twenty fourth tomorrow is the day that I launched my Substack. Yep. So this is the one year anniversary, one year. and um, we've made it so far. You know, we, we we're, we're I'm very happy with the feedback and the response it's gotten. Um, could always use more subscribers. So Absolutely. Five ninety nine a month, sixty dollars a year at at uh, rangerstoday.com i mean good stuff um, year round and we do it year, and round. year round and then so subscribe to that too you know, yeah put, put put shoes on my kids feet 
Yeah, and it goes it goes from the top to the bottom, guys. This is this we do we do minor league. He does minor leagues all the way up to the big leagues. We've yeah. covered the minor leagues probably more than a, most anybody, anybody out there, no, especially the big anybody, public. Anybody, anybody yeah. in the baseball public. America and then us. Yeah. Yes, and they, yeah, <laughs> baseball America do, has outdone Rangers today. But other than that, but Rangers specific now. Yeah, we, yeah, no, no, no. You're not going to get as much Ranger stuff yeah. as that. Okay, guys, we're going to bring on Jonathan here in just a second. After Jonathan's on, we'll go down in the bus leagues. But let's get uh, we'll welcome Jonathan Ornelas here uh, right. Now. All right, everybody, and joining us right now from Arkansas, where the Frisco Rough Riders are playing, it's Texas Ranger infielder Jonathan Ornelas, who is on here for one reason. He is tearing up double A. Jonathan, what's going on, buddy? Hey, guys. How's, how's everything? Glad you guys can have me on. Yeah, I'm glad you could come on. I mean, you know, yeah. I know you're 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 so you're so sizzling hot. You know we don't want to dis- disturb your routine or anything, but <laughs> I, I know you like to sleep in late. No, so. not at all. Never. I hope you got your sleep. It seemed like it was a quick game last night, so hopefully, hopefully you're rested and ready to get back out there. Absolutely, ready to ready to go every day. So what? Uh, I, I know I talked to you a few weeks ago and, and did a story at, at RangersToday.com. Uh, you, you've actually raised your batting average since we talked. What's what's going on, man? What 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 has been working for you here, basically all season, but especially the last couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, I I think it's been more and more of the same. Just trying to keep it, stay keeping it simple, and and try not to think too much when I'm at the plate. Trying to see the ball, hit the ball, even though there's so many factors that go into to all that stuff. But trying to keep it as simple as I can. Okay, well, I mean, you're making it look simple, so that that's a good thing. But what? what Thank you. <laughs> what what you know? We, you and I talked about it. Um, you you kind of made a swing change, uh, or found a routine and made a, a couple changes last year that kind of took off at hickory what what is it do you think that's that's making things aside from keeping it simple that's making things work uh i think it would be kind of establishing a good routine kind of like i like i have started towards the end of hickory last year like you said and and i guess this this whole year so far um and just i think confidence also been a big thing for me like last year i felt at the beginning of the year like when you struggle confidence is a little down but this year, I I found that whether you go 0 for or whether you go 4 for 4, like you should always be confident because I mean this game is already hard enough. Yeah, and yeah, and 0 for 4 can can be three three screamers, you know, that were hit right at somebody. And uh, you know, is that how you kind of view your success? I mean, I know it's nice when the ball lands on the green or goes over the fence, but if you hit the ball hard, is that is that good enough for you? Absolutely. Um, I think barreling the baseball is, is a big thing. Like, regardless of, of success or not success, um, for me, barreling the baseball is always a big thing, especially since uh, last year I kind of, uh, I guess, barrel to baseball was, was a little less, even on, on uh, base hits. So this year trying to find the barrels as often as possible has been good. Well, one thing you I know you did say, <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny, you're, you're, you're staying back. You have your weight kind of to, to, to your on your back leg, and you said it feels like it's back there forever. That that it just feels so weird to you, but it it seems like that's also helped you elevate the ball. Yeah. Um, what, what, yeah. Go ahead and talk about that. Yeah, it's. Uh, I just. I don't. I don't know. I don't really know how to explain it. It's kind of. It's kind of hard to explain. Whenever people ask me, it's. I try to keep it the same answer, but it's kind of hard to to explain. But basically, it's like. For me, I've always been a, such a front foot type of hitter that every time I try to keep extra balance or, or more weight on my back leg, I guess, uh, it just it feels so uh, weird and, and different. But even though it feels weird and different, it puts me in a good position to to put the barrel on the baseball and then have a consistently good swing. So as weird as it might feel and, and all that stuff, I guess it, it works. So can't really say too much bad about it. So you, uh, you talk about your routine. And, and we, we talked about it a little bit for the story. I found it pretty interesting that you, you, you're a right-handed hitter, but you always try to take left-handed at bats, whether it's uh, live or flips or whatever, just to get, as you said, the other side of your, your brain work. And uh, how does that help you? Uh, so I guess I read an article about it that I guess it does really activate the other side of your brain that you really don't use since we're always such such dominant righty hitters so and then i talked to uh, donnie about it in spring training and he said not all not 
only is it good for the other side of your brain that you really don't use, but it's also good for the other side of your engine uh, to like learn how to accelerate, decel, all that good stuff with the other side that you normally don't really use on occasion, especially since, you know, we're always taking all these right-handed swings. So it's good to, to kind of activate that other side uh, from the left side, with whether it be five, 10 swings, but kind of good to activate that part. Oh, it, it makes you more athletic. It makes you use muscles that, that ordinarily you don't use. And, right. uh, you know, the, the, the kind of hitter you are and, and the, the good defensive player you are, you need to be athletic. So, I mean, I, right. good, good for you for doing that. Uh, on the defensive side of things, um, you, you said, you know, short, you're naturally a shortstop. Um, but you're kind of comfortable everywhere, right? Yeah, I, I'm starting to try, try to learn on all positions that can be valuable to my career. So I like really like the middle infield, but I don't mind playing third base and some outfield. Yeah. Hey, help me out. Have you played outfield this, this season? Uh, I've played once or twice. Yeah, I've played center once or twice this year. Okay. And, and you're kind of the you're kind of the captain out there you're the you're the you're the guy in charge so that that seems like something that would appeal to me i always like to have a little bit of control <laughs> not at all i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> so you you guys the as a team started out pretty well you've kind of gone through a up and down up and down patch but man there is so much talent at frisco what what's it like every day showing up with with guys that yourself included are charging toward the major leagues it's it's a fun time and I'm, I'm, i can't complain i mean with all those guys i mean there's guys from all all age ranges so it's it's fun to play with those guys it's fun to learn from from majority of those guys that have more service time than i do um and it's just it's good to be on a competitive team it just brings out the best in, in everybody you know so it's i mean it's it's a blast the guys even off the field there's there's good team chemistry like we love to spend time together whether it's on the field or not on the field so I mean, I'm I'm having a blast here in Frisco, and then everywhere we've been so far has has been pretty cool. So, and no complaints about all those places. Where what, what, so when you're on the road, you're in Little Rock right now, the capital of of Arkansas. The Bill Clinton Library is there. Uh, I've never been. I don't know if you're a big Democrat and, and a big Clinton guy. I don't think <laughs> you. I don't I don't know if you were even alive when he was president. So, <laughs> what uh, what do you do? What do you do on a, a road trip, whether it's in Tulsa or Arkansas or wherever. Yeah, so usually, depending on the on the place that we're at, we usually try to, to explore a little bit dur during the day before we got to go to the field. Um, hopefully, we have like once or twice where the bus is a little later, um, where we just have like a cage day and then we'll play. So we'll have time until around three or four o'clock to kind of explore, and we'll go out to to a lunch and then try to find place like you know like a downtown or or like a like a farmers market where we can walk around and. and do some sightseeing and exploring and stuff like that so um but other than that i mean we don't really have much time to do anything else so it's kind of show up play get your rest and then do it all again the next day you do you have a favorite place that like whether at any level any any town that you've gone to you're like holy cow i thought this place would be a dump and it's actually really cool um i think I think I want to say I, I really liked Wichita more than more than what I kind of thought it was going to be. You know, like I went in thinking like, oh, it's Kansas. Like it can't be <laughs> can't be all that. But it kind of surprised me. There's kind of some nice stuff around. There was a little like carnival type thing okay. when we were there, like a I don't know, like a little fair. So it was, it was pretty cool to kind of to see that going on. And a lot of people were at the fair and at the games and then post games. We see a lot of those people at the fair. So it's was, it was pretty cool. Yeah, I think. Wichita is the largest city in Kansas. It's not Kansas yeah. City because only part of Kansas City is, in, Kansas. is actually in Kansas. Yeah. So it's 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 the big city in, in, in Kansas. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'd, it's known for some like tornadoes and some some weirdo fundamentalist Christians, but um, <laughs> it, it's 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 not a bad town. It's not a bad town. No. Um, all right, so I'm done with my part. I just asked him about the baseball. John here. I like he, to have fun. He gets into the he gets into the fun personal stuff. So he's gonna he's gonna yeah. start so asking. I, I gotta ask this before we even get started. Have you ever hit one out left-handed while you're taking BP? Uh so I have in the past, but I haven't really done lefty swings on the field in a while. But we've been actually been talking about it. We have a couple guys who have who were lefty switch hitters in the past, like I were like I was. So we we're talking about doing it. Kind of like having a day where 
we kind of just had a left lefty home run derby, whether it was like arm or like a nice little fastball off the machine. Um, <laughs> and some of these guys are into it. So, I mean, not, whether it's just for fun or whether people want to put some money, money on it, I don't know yet, but they, <laughs> we might do it at some point this year. So hopefully we'll get a little, little laugh out of it. Who are the other guys? Okay, we're going to pause for one second. So Strom, Strom is a guy who has a really pretty left-handed swing. And then Duran was a guy who also had a nice left-handed swing and had some power on the lefty swing, but he's no longer with us anymore. So he won't be able to take, to be part of that. But the other guy who uh, we did it with in spring training was Chris Cease, who's in Hickory right now. So yeah, uh, there's, there's guys who can swing it left-handed too. Yeah, okay. well, Duran's going to have the big bucks though. I mean, yeah. now, yeah, he's, now that he's making that major league money, you know, you, yeah. may, not, you may not want to put too much money on it. No, no, oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. So you're from Glendale, Arizona. You graduated from Kellis, Raymond Kellis High School. Um, did you play any other sports when you were growing up? Yeah, I was a big – so I played football until about eighth grade, and then I kind of had a little little incident where my mom was like, yeah, you're never going to play again. So <laughs> it stopped me from playing football. And then okay. I started playing basketball when I was going into my freshman year and kind of learned how to do play basketball and all that stuff and played until my junior year. So I played for three years and then senior year, it was like, okay, time to take baseball pretty seriously. Like, so no, no basketball senior year, unfortunately. What's this incident? Yeah. What happened? What's this little incident? <laughs> it's a, it's a funny story. So we were in a playoff game and, and elementary school and it was only flag football, you know, in, in school, they don't really, they don't really like, like to get rough. So it was only flag football and uh, I was a receiver. So, uh, you know, I went, down the field for a pass and uh, went up to catch a ball, came up with it on the way down. Uh, the corner fell on my chest oh, and uh, kind of knocked all the air out of me. And I was kind of, it was hard to breathe for a good five, 10 minutes. So my mom had to come on the sidelines and make sure I was all good. And, <laughs> and it was kind of a big deal to her. So after that moment, she said, Hey, you're done playing football. <laughs> yeah. When they put the pads on, it's going to be worse. So you know, well, it's, a, it's a good career choice. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I mean, so she definitely made that decision for me, and I'm sure it was probably the best decision. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you committed to the University of Tennessee. Any other schools that you had interest in, or you thought about going to? Absolutely. Uh, I had a, a couple schools that I was really interested in. I really liked Oregon when I went down on my visit there. It was it was a great time. Uh, I mean, the facilities are unreal. All the kind, all the stuff that they get is is awesome um but it was kind of like Oregon for an Arizona guy like su such a difference in in climate in in the sure. state in general and the surroundings like going from sunny every day to gloomy and rainy and I just felt like kind of wasn't for me I really like sunshine I really like like uplifting and happiness and Oregon didn't really feel like the place for that um and then Arizona U of A was also a big one for me I really loved it really loved Jay Johnson he was the head coach at the time and mm -hmm. and um I had a really nice connection with them. They had a lot of guys who were my buddies at the time that were committed there. Um, so it was kind of hard to stray away from, from U of A. Um, but ultimately, Tennessee just did it for me. I mean, it was kind of awesome seeing Vitello as the head coach doing the recruiting instead of having, like, oh, guys go out and watch players for him. Um, it was kind of cool to see him going out and doing it all, being a hands-on type of person. And then at the visit, having a conversation with him and all the other coaches – and seeing the SEC facilities and all that good stuff, I mean, it was just kind of, it's kind of a no no brainer from there. Okay, I got you. All right, now the Rangers they took you 2018. You're taking in the third round, 91st overall. First off, let me ask you this: How did you find out you were drafted? So I actually had gotten my agent had gotten a call who was with us. He was with us that week, the weekend that the draft happened, and. Um, he was the one to tell me, he said, Hey, the Rangers are going to take you right here. Like we can figure everything else afterwards, but like, this is the, this is the moment. And like, I, you know, it's, it's kind of still hard to believe because it can happen. It can't happen. But like seeing my name, like pop up on the screen and, and all that good stuff. I mean, it was just, it was life changing. It was all, it was amazing. Like my family we were so excited. And uh, I mean, it's just kind of, it's hard to describe a moment like that. You, you have to kind of have to live it. And it's, it's awesome that that happened to me because not very many people get to experience it. So I'm, I'm super grateful for, for all that's happened. Yeah, yeah that's, that's really, really cool. cool. Now, now, let me ask you this. Did you, did you think, were there any other teams that you thought might be in on you that might pick you earlier, earlier than that third round, round that, that you were wondering? wondering? Yeah, the Cardinals. My agent got a call from the Cardinals. And uh, there was – I think there was a – they had a pick earlier in the draft. 
I don't know if it was earlier in that round or, or uh, earlier in that round or earlier in the round before, but they had called and said that they, they had interest in me and then the Diamondbacks as well um, that I kind of didn't hear until after the draft. So um, there was, I, I think there was a couple teams, but ultimately, I mean, I'm happy with the Rangers' decision and, and kind of and how, how it's all played out. So, I mean, taken in the third round, I mean, let's be honest, you're one of the top 100 players in the country at that time to be taken in the third round. Uh, so uh, let me ask this. When was it you first noticed that scouts were coming out and scouting you and you thought, oh, my gosh, I got a chance to go to the next level? When, how old were you when you first had scouts approaching you? So my very first scout approached me, I think, at the age of, of 16, 17, maybe. Um, and I, and I had no, like, I had no idea what was going on. Like, Oh, pro ball. Like I didn't even know pro ball really like existed until I kind of started to do some digging. Like for me, it was my, I remember my dad telling me like on road trips when we would go play and I was younger, uh, travel ball and stuff. He would say that I, I would watch college baseball and stand right in front of the TV and say, Hey, that's where I want to play one day. And so, I mean, no, did, I had no idea knowing that pro ball was like the next level above that. So I kind of started to do some digging like, Hey, I'm, I met some guys and, and started doing some digging and, and learning and stuff like that. But um, I didn't get too much attention from the draft until about my, my junior year in high school. It was kind of, I think, after like area code going into my senior year that I kind of was like, OK, like may, I might have a chance to, to get drafted this year instead of going to college. Um, so it took it took it took a little while. My, my growth was a little late, but I mean, I'm, ha I'm, I'm happy with the way it worked out. Yeah, you can't complain. Well, and you're and you're you're a young 22. I mean, I yeah, I know that sounds sounds weird, but um, you've always been you've always been a little bit on the young side on at every level you've played at. So, um, I think that's something else to consider. You've been challenged. You've been playing against guys who could be your older brother. You know, not not your father, not yet, but your <laughs> older brother. Hey, you, I mean, your your draft class is pretty good. You yeah, know, Cole Cole Win, White, you. Uh, uh, Mason Angler was J Huff in that draft. No, Jace Easily. Um, Huff was 16, I think. Uh, Tim Brennan. I think they're there, and then Jackson Biggers. There's four guys on the Frisco roster right now who are from yeah. the draft class and, and from the top 10. So that's, yeah. I mean, that's pretty, that's a pretty good darn little class. We know, you know, asking this, so, so, uh, Huff is a little bit older than you. Did you play against Huff in Arizona when you were young? I don't believe we ever in high school. We for sure didn't because I definitely know I would have remembered him. Um, but we might have at some point in, in travel ball, but I just I can't remember. Can't but remember. I remember actually meeting him after my first year in the AZL in the instructs. And I was like, wow, who's this guy? Like, he looks big time. And I was like scared to like go up to him and introduce myself because <laughs> I had heard he was from Arizona and I heard he was like from like the Arcadia Scottsdale area. So I was like, I mean, this guy, like, we've played against those types of schools. Like, I wonder if I actually played against him. And I finally had a, a conversation. I had a buddy introduce me to him. And, I mean, Sam Huff's just the nicest guy in the world. And I don't know why I was yeah. scared to ever introduce myself to him. But, I mean, he ain't <laughs> the nicest person ever. Right. He's like this gentle giant. Yeah, he really is. Yeah, literally. And he'll talk your ear off. So so you're drafted as a shortstop. But, obviously, you're you're – probably the most talented guy on your team uh, when you're a third-round pick coming out of there. Let me ask you this. Guys that are like that, that are that good athletes, did you pitch any at all, or would you strictly just play in the field? Yeah, so funny story. I was, I was actually committed to Tennessee as a two-way. Um, uh. Oh, no kidding. Okay. Yeah. In high school, I, I threw a little bit. I wasn't a big, like, I wasn't a big ghost, like, long type of guy, but I could throw one or two innings and, and run up the velo there. Like, I was up to 95 in high school. Holy cow. It a little bit. Um, and I was our closer in high school for my junior and senior year. Uh, the year that we went state, I was our, I, I threw the last, I think like almost three innings of the game and I couldn't feel my arm for the next two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I mean, I came out, I came out chucking it. And then the last couple innings that I had to throw, like a couple outs that I had to throw, I remember like, I just want to get through this. Like my arm's starting to, I'm starting to feel it. Like my velo went from 93, 95 to 86 in the oh matter of, an inning. <laughs> I can imagine. I'm telling you, if you don't do it all the time. Yeah, but you got you got the you ring, know. right? You got the. You did. Yeah, for got, sure. you know, okay, Bo Bobby Witt Jr. Yeah. Uh, who um, he he was <clears throat> shortstop closer for his team, and you know he's from the Dallas Fort Worth area. But yeah, uh, yeah, he, he I, I think I saw him hit 95 a, a couple times. So 
Yeah, yeah, yeah but you run across but, Bobby, you guys can compare your fastball. Absolutely, but yeah, 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 like you said, you only had to you, you you were used to just going in and doing it for about 10, 15 pitches in uh-huh. one inning, you know, getting you three. So outside of outside of baseball, what do you like to do outside of baseball? Do you hunt, fish, play golf, anything? What do you like to do outside of baseball? Uh, yeah, I, I've kind of recently gotten into golfing, but you know, it's a lot harder than it looks. <laughs> yes, we know. <laughs> Like uh, how can I how can I hit a baseball that's coming at me at 95 plus, but I can't hit this little golf ball that's sitting on a tee? And so <laughs> it, it it really annoys me, and I really get mad when I play golf. So I I've, I've been kind of straying away from it because I I really don't like to do things that I'm not good at. It's kind of uncomfortable. Um, yeah, hey. But right. off season, I, I really just like to to spend time with my family the most that I can. Since during the year, uh, they they'll visit once or twice a year, but it's it's kind of hard because my brother's always playing as well, and then my dad's working, my mom's working, so. I try to spend the majority of time with my family, my grandparents, everybody. Um, But, you know, I'll get out there and do some stuff. Uh, I'm not a big hunting, fishing type of guy. I guess uh, none of that was really really taught to me from uh, as a young age. But, I mean, I'll get out and do some physical physical activity that's not baseball. Like, I'll play some volleyball with the family and and some some hoops and stuff like that because I I still love hoops, even though I can't really really get too serious with it anymore. But – I'll yeah, can't get in there and start banging around under the boards, man. Not when you're a pro athlete. Well, it, yeah, and yeah. it it's hard to fish in the desert. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's hard to fish there. Yeah, I, I, I so so. Okay, let's get into some fun stuff here. What's your favorite type of food that you like? Oh, Mexican food for sure. I'm a little biased, but Mexican food for sure. Now, is have you had some Tex-Mex here in Frisco? You like some of that? Yeah, I like some Tex-Mex, but I haven't really found a good place in Frisco. I mean, you guys have some recommendations for me because I, I think I need them. Yeah, that's your that's your neck of the woods. I, I yeah, that's up kind of near me. I don't know how far out you guys travel. There's good places right I like, there. I, tell you, to- I, tell, I like Media. It's a place I've been in Frisco. Okay. Maybe you, you should go. It, it's And it's not it's not Tex-Mex, though, necessarily. It's more uh, probably probably stuff more that, that you're used to, but it's, it's Perfect, pretty good. Yeah. Richardson's, you know, I, I'm from, I live in Richardson. Richardson's probably about 25 minutes, 20 minutes from you guys right down the highway there. But uh, Dos Charos, a good little Mexican joint. Dos Charos, joint. all right. That's a good little Mexican joint I like to eat at. Okay, favorite fast food. What's your favorite fast food? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I think I'm going to have to go with, and it's, this might piss a lot of people off in Texas, but I'm a big In-N-Out guy. Huge well, In-N-Out You're guy. from Arizona. It's all right. <laughs> that's fair. In-N-Out's, yeah, it's more in Arizona than Whataburger for sure. Yeah, that's for that's sure, a regional thing. It. Have you had Whataburger? I've Have you had Whataburger? I've given it a shot, and it's it's good. It's good. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie about it. I mean, it's it's got its its ups, but. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what's your what what do you get when you go to uh, In-N-Out? Yeah, what's, what's your, your order? what's your go to? Give me, give me a nice double double uh, with grilled onion, and uh, yeah. give me give me some fries. And then sometimes I'll give me some animal style fries, but I usually just like to keep it on the unsalty side, on the healthier side. If if healthy, yeah, is yeah, you got to eat healthy at a place like In and Out. Sure, you've won, you've won with Bree in here. She's in studio working for us. She's no, all high five in there. That's the one thing I do like about In and Out. They yeah. <laughs> you, they have that secret menu, like the animal style. You can double cook the yeah. fries and get them extra crunchy. So I like. I like the double cooked fries with animal style. That's, that's, I like that's how in I go. And out. I mean, yeah. look, Whataburger is my choice. I think it's where you grew up. I grew up a Whataburger guy, but I, yeah. I like in and out burgers. Um, and there, and they are good. I mean, yeah. I, I, I yeah. stop down and have one every once in a while. Okay. What's your favorite home cooked meal and who cooks it? Does grandma make something? Does mom always make this for you? What's your home cooked meal? I would say all time mama's mama's cooking is, is, has done it for me and it's a uh it's like a mexican dish it's uh so it's 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 boyo it's like boyo asado so it's like okay. chicken on the grill chicken like yeah like chicken on the grill type and then and it's like chicken legs and then she'll make uh sopa de fideo which is like a type of soup um it's like i don't know how to how to describe it in english honestly um but it's like we'll soupy. It's like we'll a soupy, it but it's not like <laughs> all soup. You know, it's like I don't know. It's like really hard to explain. And then with uh, with beans, um, and it's really oh, good cool. together. The chicken that she makes comes with like a with like a little little salsa that she makes with it. So it's I mean it's amazing. I, that's that's my favorite home cooked meal that she makes. And I I'll ask it for her. I'll ask it from her all the time. Like mom, 
Oh, it's well, our, our uh, one of one of our. I think, I think our, she our... said when she when she came out to visit me here. With, I think she's coming out hopefully within the next month when we're in Frisco. She said she was going to bring everything she needs to to make me some food when she came out here. So I, I'm excited. <laughs> jo- <for that. laughs> Joel here is going to join. He's going to yeah, come our, over there and meet our, your mom. Our, He's our, over our here. Sound, our sound guy. The more the, more the merrier. The more the merrier. <laughs> your Joel, your dad's from Mexico. And his dad's from Mexico, and he's over here fist bumping, you know, pumping his oh, fist yeah, every, everything, everything you were saying, saying about, going, about oh, the yeah. cooking. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna join you too. I'm close. Well, I'm what's your what's go. what's your favorite Mexican restaurant in uh, like the West Valley where Spring, you know, Glendale, Surprise? Um, yeah, you got a Peoria. place there. You hit? Yeah, tell me where to go eat. Uh, to go eat, you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where where what is your West favorite Mexican side, restaurant? I really like. I really like headquarters is a good place. It's like a, it's like a restaurant bar type place. Uh, like late at night, it gets turns into kind of like a bar. Um, but I'm going to say like, uh, there's a taco truck that I really love. And that's okay. kind of the place that we go. If we ever eat tacos that are not from, from home that are not like homemade. And it's uh-huh. called, uh, what's it called? I can't remember exactly the name right now. Cause it's been so long since I've been there, but it's, <laughs> it's, Right close to right, it's right off the 101 in Grand, okay. and it's a taco oh. truck, and it's phenomenal. Okay, and uh, I, yeah. I'll figure out the name for you guys, and I can send it down. But I mean, taco trucks are just they're money, phenomenal. Oh, yeah. in, okay, I'm writing yeah, it down. Yeah. In in surprise, <clears throat> I will I will go to uh, a place called Rito's. Is that where you and I went? Yeah, we I think no, we didn't go there. Um, it, it's it's right off of Bell or um, yeah. uh, Reams in uh, Grandview. It's pretty good. And then okay. Las Cazuelas, which is off of Bell and Dysert. Yeah, it's it's, it's pretty good. My, my, actually, Mike Maddox turned me on to that place, and he was the pitching coach. Oh. We would go there. It's and it's you know I'm I'm from Colorado, so I I mean I like Tex-Mex, but I'm more traditional traditional Mexican food kind of guy. Yeah. So <clears throat> you you and I can go eat anytime you want. Yeah. Hey, I want to go. I've never shy away from any of that food. I'm ready. All right, so last couple things we're going to get to here. First of all, we're going to play something called the home run game. We play it with all the hitters. So as a guy that hit one home run my whole life, I will obviously remember it. I'm going to ask you about three different home runs, okay? First home run is your first home run. Tell me about your first home run you ever hit over a fence. How old were you and where was it? The first home run I ever hit was, I think, at the age, I think I want to say it was 11 or 12. And it was in, in like, a Little League-type setting um, at a church that I played in. And it was, like, a, I think it was down in Phoenix. And I remember it was a really – we were a really competitive team, and the team that we were playing against was really good as well. And I rem- remember hitting this baseball, and I think it was a fastball. I think I remember hitting a fastball because, I mean, I love hitting fastballs. And um, I think it went dead center. And I mean, the fences were only 200, 200 all the way around. So, I mean, right. dead center, it was all the same. But I hit this ball and I, and I hit it. And it was, like a, it was like a church field, really nice church field, but it had like a big net. So nothing really got hit into the parking lot or onto the church. And I kind of hit it off the net. And I remember did thinking, like, did I really just do that? Like, I don't, I've never done that before in my life. So I was, I was excited. And I remember we, we got the baseball and, and everybody signed it on the team for me. And, and it, it, was, it was fun. Stand it was by. a good time. Hang on just a sec. Okay, John. Okay, hang on. You're back. Okay, you'd you'd frozen. You had frozen for a second. Okay. We're still recording here. We're still recording here. Let's just start that question over. Yeah, let's do that question over again. Okay, so we're going to play the home run game. Three home runs we're going to talk about, okay? First one, your very first home run you ever hit over a fence. Where were you, and how old were you? Okay, I was 11 years old. And it was at, I think it was Little League. And it was at a church field that I hit it. And all the, the fences were 200 feet all the way around. So uh, it didn't matter where you hit it. If you hit it, it was going to go. And so I remember hitting it dead center. And the church had a big big net behind it. So that way it didn't really, nothing, no balls hit the church or went into the parking lot and hit a car. Um, and I remember hitting it and, and celebrating around the bases like before, I think before the ball even landed, I was like, I hit this ball very well. <laughs> you knew. You knew. 
I, I didn't, this is before like I hadn't even known what pimping was. So I, I guess I pimped before I even knew what pimping was. It's so, in your blood. Nice work. <laughs> All right. The, the yeah. second home run. So the second one, now this could be high school, this could be minor leagues, is your most memorable, your most exciting. Did you ever have a walk off? Did you, you know, anything maybe in the playoffs in high school? One where you hit a big home run. What's your biggest home run you've hit? Okay. Biggest home run. I think. I think, it, um, I think I'm going to say definitely in travel ball when I was in high school. Um, it wasn't one home run, actually. It was three, and it was the only no. three home run game I've ever had. And it was in a like a travel ball tournament, and we were playing in Arizona against a very good team. Um, and right. it, the team that I hit the three home runs against was actually the team I ended up playing for after I was done with the Stealth. Um, <laughs> played with, like, Nolan, Libby, and a bunch of those guys. Oh, and wow. then when we Done, that team kind of ended. We all went our separate ways. I played with the Warriors, and that's who I hit the three home runs against. And that's kind of, that was a good good time. I hit it against a lot of my teammates. I hit homers against them when in that game that we had played. So the coach was like, "Go get that guy that hit the three home runs against us." <laughs> yeah, go. Yeah, yeah that, that was a good recruiting tool right there. That's <laughs> how you do it. Okay, last one. This is a fun one. The bomb, the furthest one you've ever hit. The moment you hit it, you knew it was gone. And how far did where was it and how far do you think it went? Okay. The I think I think it happened this year and it was either the very first I hit this year. I think it was that one actually. So I'm gonna think I'm gonna go with that one. And it was hundred and twelve off the bat, hundred and thirteen wow. off the bat. And I I hit it and like I'm not a big like I'm gonna sit in the box until the umpire tells me to run and like bat flip and that type of stuff. So I remember hitting it and I just set my bat down and I kind of gave it like a little, a little look and then gave a little two skips and then put my head down and ran. And I knew that ball was, I knew that ball was gone. I mean, I, I had no doubt in my mind. I mean, I had a good launch angle to it. The ball kind of took off off the bat and I hit it very well. So that was the one that I think this, and I think the the distance it said was, was 453, 452. And I wow. think this year. Were you, where, where were you guys? Were was you it Frisco? Home? Yeah, it was in Frisco at home. Okay. Okay. So awesome. where at, where did it go in the stadium? It, I think it left the stadium. It went over the the it went over the home run porch in left field, and I think it went either went into the tree or over the tree. So I think it might have left yeah. the stadium. Nice. That's a bomb. I yeah. mean, that's a bomb. Been out there many times. That is a that is yeah. a bomb. Good one. Okay. Last question. This is the last question. This is the fun one. We've got okay. some good answers we've had on this. It's what's something that nobody knows about Jonathan Ornelas. I don't know if you've ever listened to this or if you've heard some of the answers. You can go give Jack Leiter a bunch of crap because Jack Leiter does not like peanut butter. Have you heard about that? <laughs> uh, I think he has told me. He's my roommate in, in um, Frisco. So I think sometimes we've I've, I've pulled out a can of peanut butter or somebody has to make a PB&J and he's like, yeah, I can't, can't do it. So and he immediately throws up. But yeah. I don't think I've so, heard him say I don't like peanut butter. I just think he's it's always like a, no, I'm good. I don't I don't yeah, want to eat it. Right no, he hates it. He told yeah. us he hates it. Yeah, he hates peanut butter. His mother told a funny story. Uh it's like Davis Wenzel got his finger cut off. Yeah. Uh when he was little. Uh just we, the tip. Yeah, just the tip of it when he was little. We've had some fun, good ones uh, on here. Uh, Brock Burke, who's in the big leagues, is a sleepwalker um, and scared some people. What is something nobody knows about Jonathan Ornelas? Okay. Uh, wow. I really don't really call him by surprise. I mean, I have to think a little bit. Um, something that nobody knows about me. I think. Um, Stumped him. Hey, Blaine Krim liked to hit naked. Was that's that right, what it was? That's right. Yeah, Blaine Krim hit naked when he was five years old. He'd run around his house naked hitting with the yeah, no. You got to give him some crap on that one. You stayed dressed. Yeah, I'm, glad to hear, I'm glad to hear that. Um, this this is a tough question because I just I don't know. I'm such a like a out like a talk to everybody about You're everything type book. of guy. I don't I don't know if I really have anything that I've never really shared. Well, here here <laughs> I, I I've got one. Explain your Twitter Twitter handle. Okay. Okay. So the Twitter handle is is Hootie underscore John, and Hootie is basically it's from a movie, and I can't remember exactly what movie it's from, um, but me and a buddy in high school were kind of remember I think we we both watched the movie, and we were like in the dugout, and somebody was doing something they weren't supposed to be doing, so we were like hey to, like let's have a code word, so if coach comes back and you just say it and you don't have to say hey he's coming, so the coach knows. So with the code word, code word ended up being Hootie. 
So people were just screaming hootie, hootie, hootie. And we ended up making that Twitter handle. And me and my buddy, his name is Alfonso, Alfonso Gutierrez. So his, his Twitter handle ended up being Hootie Goot and mine was Hootie John. So that's Hootie kind John. of the story of how Hootie kind of came into, came into play. Um, but so, it's, it's from a movie and I can't remember exactly what movie it's from. But so yeah. Nothing to do with Hootie and the Blowfish. <clears throat> yeah. Nothing to do with Darius Rucker. It's all it's a, it's all it's uh, a movie. But but that's great that you had to speak in code to keep the coach off your ass. Absolutely, <laughs> that's what you got to do when you're young. Yeah. Anything else, Jeff? No, just keep keep doing this, man. You're 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 just killing it this season. And yeah, it's, we're, it's we exciting. we love to see you guys tearing it up and doing that, Jonathan. We're proud of you. Uh, good job there, and we can't wait when you get up to the big league uh, clubhouse and we get to give you. I'll come out to Frisco too, and I'll yeah. come out and say hi. Sure. I'm gonna come the next homestand. Next homestand, I'm coming. Book it. Thank you, guys. I'll see you guys soon. All right. Yeah. That's Jonathan Ornelas, infielder for the Frisco Rough Riders and the Texas Rangers. Jonathan, thanks so much, and have a good game tonight, bud. Thank you. Appreciate you guys for having me on. All right, bud. All right, buddy. We'll see you. See ya. All right. That was Jonathan Ornelas from Arkansas who joined us right there. Thanks, Jonathan, for stopping down. Guys, it's time to go down in the bus leagues. We do this every week when we go down. We start at the minor league, start at low A, go all the way to triple A, touch on them. Uh, down east, low A, uh, the Down East Wood Ducks, 32 and 33. They're 5 and 5 in their last 10. Won a couple of games. Um, if you're going to talk about anyone down there, it's Emilio Toto. Uh, last yeah. night, he went another five scoreless innings last night, struck out six. Another guy you pointed out to me in spring training, and good Lord, he is he is on it. Well, and then and, and Coriel, who the Rangers got for uh, Montero, he, he threw four no hit innings after, after that. So, um, there's some very good young pitchers down there, and uh, Toyota's very intriguing. Um, Winston Santos is another guy. They both signed for <clears throat> for ten thousand dollars. I right. mean, these the Rangers have 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 found these guys. Um, you know, they're they're young. They have maturing to do. Uh, Santos appears to be a little bit further ahead. Uh, Toyota hasn't hasn't always been a pitcher. He you know when when the Rangers got him they kind of turned him into a pitcher so he's got a young live arm there's not a lot of bullets not a lot of mileage on it right um but yeah he throws hard yeah he throws triple digits he's working on his working on his uh off-speed stuff but it's at that level it it can be pretty dominant santos his best off-speed pitch is a change up um velocity 93 to 95 which is up from when the rangers signed him but again you know when, when you talk about scouting and 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 developing guys to to go find these guys in the dominican whether they're at smaller academies or you know certain situations they have a deal that'll fall apart and um you know for they'll they'll sign for ten thousand dollars and to take a guy ten thousand dollars you know the yankees uh ezekiel duran was a ten thousand dollar signing so you know they're 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 hidden gems out there and and and, you know the scouts the scouts uncover them and, and then develop them yeah, that, that, the scouting is – we need to get a scout on her sometime because I'm telling you right now, those guys amaze me how they find some talent oh, the way yeah. they do and do that. Obviously, on the on the hitting side, on the opposite, on offensive side, Osuna still leads the way with three, batting 310. Yeah. Um, you know, some of the young kids are there, Cauley, uh, uh, that we've had on here. Um, you know, he's not tearing it up right. or anything, he, but it's yeah. first full he's, season. He, he apparently is dealing with a sprained finger right now. So Ian, Ian Mahler is struggling at the plate, but apparently his, his – his catching has been fantastic. Yeah, and you know that's 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 probably a little bit more important at this stage. You know, you wanted to see him have some success at the plate, but uh, he's not letting what looked like pretty rotten numbers affect him on the defensive side. Well, there's one guy that's not in Down East anymore, and he is up in where we're going to talk to next. Hickory, <laughs> Hickory's 38. That's high A. They're 38 and 27, six and four over their last ten. They've won their last two. They have a new starting pitcher. Larson Kendrich has been promoted. Yeah, uh, the eighth round pick last year uh, from a little school in Southern California called Biola University. Left hander, good. You know, he has a very good curveball. Um, just a, just a good pitcher, and you know, he's a, he was a little older for some of those down east kids. So Hickory will be a good good change <clears throat> of pace, good challenge for him. Good numbers uh, there. Yeah, and and of course he's taking the spot of of Owen White, who yep. was bumped to Frisco. Um, but that, yeah, that team, that team's pretty good. That might be, that's, that's probably the best team in the organization. Um, yep. Just really good talent. Uh, some, some guys who are advanced hitters like Zavala and Trevor right. Hover. Um, you know, Acuna is just 
Huh. Acuna's got to be moving up pretty soon. I would, I would, I would suspect hitting three twenty with a nine sixty OPS. I would expect a couple weeks um, to see Luis him Acuna head up will, to Double A. We headed up to to Frisco, uh, and then Evan Carter's hit, hit a home run and a triple the other yeah, night. Yeah, three six, for three, a six RBI game. Uh, he he's kind of picked it up after getting getting some you know a few days off to kind of reset and recharge his his, his body. Vanasco last night he went three. Scoreless over three and a third through eighty-two pitches. Through a lot of pitches. Yeah. yeah, he walked three guys again. Um, struck out four over three and a third. Uh, yeah. he's he, starting he, to find it. It's again. getting better. It's yeah, getting he's starting better. to find yeah. it again. He, it's just it's location for him right now, um, and I think velocity starting to climb again. Yeah, and um, you know he we asked him to come on the the, the show uh, either today or next week, and he he's he said, look, I, I really just want to focus on baseball right now. So he's he's got his mind in the right place. Yeah, it's an off-season thing for him. Yeah, Let's sure. let him get get going. And, uh, you know, <laughs> Ricky Ricky has a huge upside. So they, he, he's he, – and you talk about a kid who's come back from Tommy John. He's really getting into it. Yeah, focusing. I want It's good to hear that, too. We'd yeah, love to have him is. on, but that, that's good. Okay, Frisco, 34-31, and 6-4 and four over the last 10. Uh, they've won three in a row. They have a new pitcher we just talked about. Owen White has yeah. made the jump to double A. Probably one of the bigger names this year as far as what he's – well, there's one that's done better. But uh, <laughs> making the jump, we've kind of expected this. Yeah, and you know, there was some debate he, before the season. And the same thing with Acuna. Do, the, do, the Rangers, <laughs> did they want to start him at high A or did they want to sign him at double A? Um, and, and he did what he was supposed to do. You, know, you, you put him at the lower level and say, all right, you know, kick some ass, and then you'll get promoted. And it it might have taken him a little longer than they had wanted. He he struggled a little bit, but right at the start, you I look think. at you look at the stuff. It's it it it's terrific. You know, a, a ton of strikeouts and the velocity. And so, um, you know, he just had to find a groove, and and he did. And again, he's a guy who didn't pitch a lot last year because of the injury, uh, and that you know this this technically is his first full major this uh, professional season. You know, because he he had the Tommy John. And and didn't after the didn't deload pitch in, right, didn't pitch in twenty and then last year first start three innings in he punches the ground and breaks his hand so right. this is this is the most he's ever pitched but uh, after after what he did in the fall league he's kind of continued that momentum and I still say one of the coolest accents ever with that southern yeah, sure. North Carolina accent right. we had him on guys go watch one of those older shows uh, just a good kid good to see him get the promotion Ornelas who we had Ornelas who we had on uh, look the numbers three forty two. Seven home runs, yeah. Yeah. 861. You don't ask any more of a kid. 22 years old, like you yeah. said, a young 22. Yeah. Um, it was great having him on. What a great kid. But, uh, man, he's, he is opening eyes. Yeah, he is. And, and the you know, one thing that's really going to help him is his defensive ability. And and he's, he he very well could be the minor league defender of the year. Uh, he, he's that good. And he does it at a lot of positions. And, uh, you know, he works hard. He's got a big, you know, his, his engine's always revving. Mm-hmm. And, um Good for him, you know. He, he he he. I when I talked to him for the story I wrote at Rangers today, he he didn't want to call it a breakthrough year because he kind of felt like he's been pretty consistent, but it's like consistent like two fifty to sixty. He's raised his average basically ninety points, 80, 90 points, and it's been consistent this year. This isn't this isn't just some fake hot start. It's yeah. it's now almost almost the end of June. They've been playing for almost three months, and he's still batting three forty. So this is a real deal. Yeah, so he started hot and stayed hot. He's, yeah, he is. Yeah. He has come all the way across. Looked at some inside numbers on Lighter. <laughs> Everyone concerned about Lighter. His ERA. The guy's pitched uh, forty-four innings, fifty-six strikeouts. That's what you expect from 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 Jack Lighter. Um, <laughs> yeah. Again, this guy is a future major leaguer and probably a top of the rotation guy. Um, uh, right now, his first full pro season. I'm still not worried about him. No, but nobody in the organization is worried about no. Jack Lighter. He's healthy. The stuff's there. Um, you know, and and. He may he may not agree with this, and I'm because he likes to get results and win games and, and dominate guys, but that's not important. He's also getting work. Yeah. I mean, he's he is trying to figure things out to get to the final, the final level, which is the major leagues, right? And, and um, and that's fine. You know, you know, you can you can look at other prospects who've who've come to the majors and have had lights out starts to to their their season. This is his first season. He he hasn't pitched a ton really in his, in his life as a as an adult, and um, he's gonna be fine. Yeah, and and you know one thing too that that people have to always take into effect you you got to look at the inside numbers. Walks were obviously a concern. He's had some yeah. some base on balls, but sometimes your defense 
in some of these levels. Some of those balls get scooped up at the higher levels that yeah. don't get scooped up in double A. So that's why it's never about total ERA and what happens there. It's strikeouts over uh, walks yeah, and what happens. Process. It's, and, it's the process of it. Yeah. Guys aren't hitting the ball that hard against them. That and kind of thing. As we go up to triple A, yeah. there's a new starting pitcher in triple A. Yes. Probably the one guy that is has made the biggest leap of anything right now. Um, and that's Cole Reagans, who sure. not only made the jump to triple A, he's already started. He's had 13 innings pitched in AAA, two earned runs, and 15 Ks. And, uh, I mean, he just keeps going. Yeah, you know, um, looking at the clock here, I'm supposed to talk to him in 25 minutes. Um, he um, He's he's on the map. I mean, I, you know, of course, you know, he was, last year he was like the feel-good story, you know, the 2016 first-rounder. Two Tommy John surgeries. Two Tommy John surgeries. Basically, you know, three or four years hadn't, hadn't pitched. Then he comes out, pitches very well at Hickory, makes the the futures game. Right comes comes to Frisco, struggles a little bit. He was exhausted because he hadn't hadn't pitched. thrown that much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now though, he's stronger. He's throwing harder. His changeup is still terrific. He what he said he's throwing a cutter. He was a guest a couple weeks ago. Yep. Um, and and so yeah, he's now a, he's now a candidate to to be in the rotation this season. This and, season, and, yeah. Um, you know. In, in the world of what have you done for me lately, he's probably at the top of the list. I know Cole Wynn is, is still a guy. Yep. Still still somebody who will obviously be they, it will be a big leaguer. His ERA, I think, is 5'3". That's probably about league average in the Pacific Coast League. Right. Uh, uh, all things being honest, uh, very, very <clears throat> offensive-friendly league. So uh, he, he's walking too many guys. His yep. fastball command hasn't been hasn't been great. He's gotten behind and he's had to you know throw the ball over the plate. and uh, It's hurt him at times, but um with, with Reagan's it's just it it is a feel good story but now now more so than the feel good it's now like hey holy cow this guy could maybe pitch in the major leagues this season absolutely and i i think we all thought that that Reagan's might be someone to watch who could possibly earn a promotion up and yeah. maybe make it to the big leagues now you're going okay keep doing this he will be in the big leagues by the end of the season i mean yeah. those, those rotation spots at the bottom of the big league uh, rotation are they are there to be taken if sure. someone wants to step up and do it sure i mean we, there's already one I mean, what we talked about earlier with taylor hearn that's that's open yep and yep. and um if he doesn't reclaim it or if spencer howard doesn't solidify it yep because hey. we expect probably howard to probably get that next start uh not but there's the, some not, off days though that's not this weekend but um like to open the Mets series, he okay. might get that start. That's the next time that would come and up. And he's going to throw one more time in AAA, and if he yeah. continues to do what he's doing, right. then, then right. that could happen for sure. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if you look at what Reagans has done, in Frisco, he was 6-3 and three with a 2.52 ERA. Now he's got a 1.38 ERA, yeah. but, you know, he's just now got up there. The, you know, don't expect him to go out and pitch scoreless innings or one or two runs every time. He's going to he, – he's finding his way there. But, but you know what? He doesn't walk a lot. Of, he's, he's really yeah. throwing it over the plate. And that's what you got to do. Well, and the the league ERA in the Texas league where Frisco plays is also over five, and his is, was half that. Yep. I mean, you know, so you account for park factors and all that stuff. I don't know how you do it, but it's like <clears throat> he probably had you know had a under ERA under two in, yep. in a in a league that's that's more neutral. On the offensive side of the ball, um, you know, nothing standing out right now no one's punching the door there the guys that were are in the big leagues right yeah, now so yeah. i mean there there's nothing but th there are some good bats down there yeah. uh, guys that have been in the big leagues that are still playing down there willie calhoun has not stepped up in his yeah. situation down there um so but uh you know all in all the, the the minor league system is a strong system all the way you can see future yeah. major leaguers at every level I'm right now look when when the organization rankings come out uh, next year or maybe later this year the rangers are going to be top five there's just there's no question about it you know and, and we haven't even mentioned josh young who's swinging a bat in arizona has he started swinging yeah will probably be um active in late late august probably is is, is when he is going to be uh in games probably at triple a they, ha they haven't right dh and they haven't ruled out him making his major league debut depending on where things are with the team so um look this this farm system it really is going to be for, and not just next year, for a few years now running, coming yep. up into the future, it's going to be a top five system. Yep. All right, guys, anything else before we get out of here? No, just the usual reminder, subscribe to our YouTube channel by Hit hitting button. hitting the button here. We we are at, uh, we're, we're inching toward our goal of a thousand subscribers. Um, as far as uh, Rangers today, 
Uh, I'm inching go, toward my go goal of 50,000 subscribers. So uh, we got a long way to go to get to 50,000, but uh, <laughs> you guys can help. So it's yep. $5.99 a month or $60 a year. Cheaper. You can gift it if you know anybody, yeah, that, that, yeah. If, you're, if you're dad, if you're if your husband, if your grandpa, whoever it is that loves the Rangers, you can gift it, send it to them. They'll start getting the emails every morning. Yeah. Great way to get up. I get my cup of coffee every morning and read my, Look, read my we're, Rangers thing. We're, we're, we're cheaper than any outlet out there. We're sure. cheaper than the Morning News, which has a good job covering team. We're cheaper than the Star-Telegram, which if you're, cover the team. if you're subscribing to the Star-Telegram, you're burning money. Um, if you're a Ranger fan, because they aren't covering them. Eh, burning money on anything. <laughs> so anyway, uh, rangerstoday.com. Well, guys, that's it. Thanks to Jonathan Ornelas for joining us from Arkansas. Uh, we'll be back here next week. Uh, can't tell who's coming on yet, but until then, guys, we'll see you at the yard.